Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, my brothers and sisters, fellow entrepreneurs around the globe, this is your Internet Business to Entrepreneur Radio Network, and I'm your guide, William Eastman, here to help you thrive, not just survive in any economy. I'm going to be a host for the next 30 minutes, and I'm the Executive Director of the National Association of Management Consultants. We are changing the formula of business success for companies from zero to market dominators. And if you want to join us, uh, today's show, by the way, is going to be a bundle of taking a look at building a knowledge network for your firm. But first of all, if you want to join us today, uh, you can dial in and join us live at 347-215-7471. That's 347-215-7471. Or you can reach me on Twitter. And um, all you've got to do is W. Eastman is my name and uh, send me a tweet or a twit. And um, I'll see if I can respond to it. So anyway, those are your options. Uh, also, uh, we, um, I'm operating the chat room that's available on Blog Talk Radio on our show page, which is blogtalkradio.com slash IB2E radio. Okay. So let me start off with uh, taking you where we've been and kind of summarizing. Uh, yesterday's show, uh, our last show, what we did is we talked about the third of the four major categories of best practices for fast and sustainable growth in companies. And that has various names. When the two that we used yesterday, one is kind of the common name that we think about in the organization, and that is around operations. Once you've, decided, once you've got your market intel and you've decided where you want to be and where you need to go to as a company, and you put together your brand and strategy that says the brand is long-term, here's where we want to be. Strategy is the incremental year-by-year improvements of how we're going to get there then you have to build a capacity to deliver on it. And as we talked about yesterday and on numerous shows, that there are fundamentally only two constraints to growth in an organization. One is a sales constraint in that you have excess capacity and you're simply not selling enough. Or the other constraint is, you know, we could sell more, but we've got, we're at the top of our capacity and we can't get there. And so what I want to talk about today is how do you look at, start the series of, how do you look at, building and maintaining capacity within the firm. Because if you don't have this, then you uh, fundamentally can't sell. And your constraint is always going to be, we could sell more if we could produce more. Now, given the present and economic environment that we're in, I'm not so sure that uh, most of us are, are having capacity issues. Most of us are having sales issues. However, as we emphasized in yesterday's show, and you'll hear me emphasize all during the next 10 shows, because we're going to, in this case, 
We're going to bundle two best practices together today, and then we're going to deal with the other nine. There are 11 total in this category individually. Um, the whole thing here is saying to yourself, I want to become the lowest cost producer among my competitors, at least initially, and then within my industry long term. And as I've said again, my caveat to that is do not get caught up in what I'm talking about is becoming the lowest price uh, provider. That is a value proposition issue. That is a brand issue. What we're talking about is you want the flexibility of knowing that you produce this for less than anybody else with either the same or higher standard of quality, and therefore you have a great deal of price flexibility in terms of what you charge. And as we talked about yesterday, and I'll reemphasize right now, is that during the economic downturn, what are the best practices of companies during this period of time? They do two things. One is they hold their base, which means that they have identified not only their top revenue-producing clients, but more importantly, their top uh, uh, margin or top profitability clients. And what they're doing is they're putting all of their energies into holding those accounts and holding the amount of business and volume that you're doing with them. Well, the only way you can do that is the other best practice during a downturn, and that has become the lowest cost producer. Because more than likely to hold your customer's business, they are shopping you against the competition. They're short of money. They're trying to get better deals. How do you reduce your price without killing your margin? Well, if you're not the lowest cost producer, the answer is you don't, and you wind up buying business with margin, and if the economic downturn lasts long enough, you're out of business. This is a period of time when the best companies get stronger and the weakers die off. And so what we're going to do today is that we're going to take the first two of the 11, and we're going to bundle them together. And so what we're going to be talking about is a best practice called information acquisition. Nothing more than how do you bring in information and store it. And then number two, the other best practice we're going to take is knowledge dissemination, which is the other side of that, and that is once we got it, how do we get it out there to the people who need to have it? And I want you to think about this less as a behavior right now because it's going to be incredibly important tomorrow when we get into the process design. The way I want you to look at this is I want you to consider this as a mindset and so that as you build your production, your production processes, which no matter whether you're in a service business or you are in a manufacturing business, everything that you do is a process. And as we talk about it tomorrow, I'm going to be talking some of the principles of lean manufacturing. I believe that lean, and I run a service-based company and have for a number of years, the principles of lean manufacturing apply to service as much as it does to production. All right, so let me take the first two. So when I say information acquisition, what am I saying? Well, I'm, I'm talking about having multiple methods of storing information, both quantitative information, numbers, and qualitative information, information, comments, feelings, and impressions from, a, from your business operations and having them in a place that is ready for use. So what we want to take a look at is how do you collect or store that information coming in? For example, let's take all customer touch points. What are all the different ways that the customer touches the company, and is there a way of collecting information on that? Now, it could be if you're using Google Analytics, for example, and customers are coming to your website, but they're not leaving their email addresses. Let's just say they're coming there. Do you have any way of figuring out where they're coming from? Because 
um, you may be able to pick up some geographic location. So what does that mean to you? Let's say that, for example, um, we're doing business throughout the United States, but we're doing a marketing campaign in the Midwest. And now what we're seeing in the Google Analytics is a, a, an increase in the number of hits that we're getting from, say, Kansas, Missouri, uh, Arkansas, Indiana, Iowa, etc. Then that may say to us that our marketing efforts are making some difference here because we're getting an abnormal spike. Um, it could be that uh, when people go to your website, do you collect uh, email addresses? Do you have some way of getting a membership form? What's very critical is how do you get that into the system? Uh, the same thing with your CRM. And I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I talk about this all the time. If your company does not have a fairly robust customer relationship management system, you've got to think about doing it. If you're, if you're doing it using Outlook, you're lost because Outlook isn't designed to do that. Yes, the, the new uh, uh, business CRM plugins that Microsoft provides works kind of okay, but it only kind of works okay. You need to be considering something that's either network-based on your own computers or something is now in the cloud uh, cloud computing in terms of sign-on, such as Salesforce.com, such as Zoho. Um, I'm a big advocate right now of Zoho because of its features and its price. Um, but how are you collecting all of those customer touch points and getting that information into the organization? The same thing about thinking about production. As we make whatever it is that we make, or as we provide the service that we provide to the customer, that is a process. What are all the steps in that process, and are we collecting information as we go? Now, what is always the desire here is the less that people have to do in terms of, oh, I've got to stop and enter that information, and the more that that data is automatically collected, the better. In some cases, you're going to have to have somebody enter the information. But the deal here is customer touch points, production. And then the third question to ask yourself is, as I look at this as a leader, not only as a leader in the firm, but also other people in the firm, when they need to make decisions, what type of decisions they make uh, are they being asked to make, and what information do they need to have? Are we collecting and storing that information? So those are the factors that lead up to this issue of storage or information acquisition. Um, so that's the only attribute that's in the best practice. Now let me take the next one which is knowledge dissemination, which is a little bit more involved. And there are five general attributes in here. But first of all, what are we talking about? Well, it's the availability of multiple methods okay, of retrieving. And when I say retrieving here, I mean I as an individual going and getting. And I'm going to be talking about this both as a push-pull. But what are the multiple methods for an individual to retrieve information, both quantitative, again, and qualitative? And that qualitative data is just as critical, like customer comments on your blog site, for example. And how and is that information available to me during decision-making and problem-solving? And what we're going to talk about here is the issue of availability, what is available. The issue is direct access, who has access to it, and what do they have access to. Number three is where is there a repository of procedures? Do I have access to that? Number four is interesting, and this one is directly more directly related to customer service than anything else, but incredibly critical in any firm, is knowledge of what's happening in the marketing and advertising arena. And then finally is taking a look at the composite of the information. Is Do we have the right information available to the right people? Okay, so 
now that having said all that, let, let me drill down on it. Let me talk about availability. And availability is I want to take a look at the performance needs of all of the employees in the company, not just managers, even though we, take, we, we kind of take that spin on it, but what are their needs? In other words, if I'm a frontline employee and I am faced with an issue, how do I solve that problem? And so, for example, in, in probably the easiest to think about, again, is go back to a good CRM system, is a customer calls in with a problem. Now, more than likely, no matter what you call it, all CRM systems have what we would, what we would term a service ticket. In other words, somebody's called and complained about something or they got a problem and a ticket's been produced. Well, they call back because they haven't been heard. Is there a way, when I'm on the phone, for me to go, okay, let me pull up your record and see, one, has a service ticket been uh, put into place for this particular complaint, and two, where is that in the process? Um, if I'm a production employee and I'm taking a look at it, making a, a major run, uh, do I have access, for example, to inventory? Can I take a look to see if what we've got in? And so if I don't have an automated system of, uh, of ordering inventory, and most small businesses don't have this system, they are reasonably sophisticated business intelligence software systems, is that I take a look at it and say, look, we just got an order in to make a run. Can I take a look at where we stand on inventory without having to go in there with a, a clipboard and go in physically into some sort of warehouse? Can I pull up on the screen where we stand so I know, number one, do we have the ability to fulfill this order? And number two, if we, and if, even if we do, what, what happens now and do we need to order anything else? I also want to take a look at it from the standpoint of management. There you are sitting in your office and you've got, you're putting together the budget for the next quarter and you're trying to make a decision of, of what to buy when. Well, what do you need to know? Do you have the access to that? Is that information available to you someplace in the system? So this is pretty much like the previous one on storage is, one is, do we collect it? And number two, is it, is it, is it available to me? Is it available in a way that's easily managed, reviewed? All right? So those are those two attributes. Now, before I go any further, let me just take a, a second here to talk about uh, something near and dear to my heart, and that is um, our new association. As I said in the, in the opening, I'm the executive director of the National Association uh, of Management Consultants. Um, I'm also uh, the managing partner for United States Operations for Applied Knowledge Labs, and most of you who have been part of our our series have been on our radio network and have downloaded our broadcast. I'm probably going to see what's going on here. Well, I'm still in that position, but what we've done is we've come together um, to form an association that is designed for the people who are out there trying to provide assistance to small, medium-sized companies. Now, we don't exclude the large corporations, but typically the consultants and trainers and coaches that we work with um, are not part of a Deloitte or not part of an Accenture or not part of McKenzie or any of the other big houses. Uh, they're in the small and moderate-sized businesses of their own, and they are, trying, they are trying to help their customers grow. And the challenge that you have right now is that if you're selling to small and mid-sized businesses, um, your business is way down because those are the people being affected by the economy. And let's face it, when you take a look at it, there's nobody out there for just us. It's an old Richard Pryor joke about justice in the South um, years ago during the days of uh, Jim Crow. 
And what Richard Pryor said, there's just us. Well, as, uh, as we fast forward, the racial um, relations have changed a great deal in this country. But when it comes to business, um, everybody out there is out there for the big business. The banks are out there for the big business. The government's out for big business. But the people who create the economy, create the jobs, make the payrolls, the people who have their, their life and their fortunes invested in their businesses, there's nobody out there for us. That's what our job is. And specifically, we are here for those people who are trying to help small businesses. And so if you're in a small business yourself and you have a product or service, uh, whether it's in business to business or, or uh, business to consumer, what we're talking about are the people who are trying to help you. And if you're in those industries, then we're talking about you. And yesterday was a great day for us because yesterday uh, the website went live. And where we stand today as the National Association of Management Consultants is open and ready for business. And uh, the website is www.naomc.org. Now, I won't go through who we are in the mission statement and all that, but let me just say this. The benefit of me uh, membership is simple. You have access to a world-class toolbox. Part of why I joined this organization and accepted the role as executive director is that the toolbox that my company, Applied Knowledge Labs, has built over the last nine years now, my God, it's been that long, that we have built over the last nine years um, is tools around helping companies grow sustainably regardless of the economy. And what the beauty of that is now today is that we have now made that available to our colleagues in the industry. Applied Knowledge Labs um, started off as the open, um, open content project. And, and what I mean by open content was that we got together with a number of people from the industry, most of them renegades from large uh, consulting organizations, and said, let's build a body of knowledge, but let's build a library of best practices that will take what we know about helping large companies grow and take that to the smaller businesses, the people who absolutely need to have it. And so when I was asked by the board president and our founder, Vicki Beach, to join that, I was so excited because we can make that toolbox available to you. And that's what it is. Give you the ability to turn your, in your practice, whether you're a solo practitioner or there's three or four or even ten of you in the firm, how do you turn your organization into a major consulting firm with the specific focus of helping business growth? Well, we have the tools and resources to expand your offer into not only your existing accounts, but also to help you win new business in this very, very, very tough market. So you can contact me, William Eastman, or Vicki Beach, and you can reach us at our uh, Virginia number at 804-767-1275. That's 804-767-1275. Okay, let's get back. So we've talked about the storage, we've talked about availability. Let me take the next attribute, and that attribute is around direct access. And direct access means thinking about who has access to what, and most importantly, is the what. And you need to think about this in two ways. Uh, put on your marketing hat right now is that, you know, in a traditional way of looking at marketing, there's push marketing and there's pull marketing. Uh, push marketing is where you're pushing something through the system. So typically what you're doing is you're incentivizing your distri distribution network. They give you more shelf space or you give them some money to do promos and, and some end caps and et cetera to get your product more featured. Um, pull method is you go out with outside advertising and you, you try to pull people into the stores. 
Well, the thing here is that look at it the same way as you're building this network, and that is everybody in your organization must have direct access. The question is to what? And what I, the way I want to look at this is, number one is, what do we want to push? What information do we want to push on a regular basis to which groupings of people? Coming from, you know, it, it, you know I, I don't know if you could say it's coming from headquarters or it's coming from the, the owner or it's just coming from the server. But what information do we want to share on a frequent basis that talk to people not only about the state of the business, but also about specifics of the department or to their job function? That's number one. Number two is that what information do we want to make available to whom upon request? And so I get back to this issue of the uh, when, we, when we were taking a look at matching all the touch points is if I'm working in the customer service arena and I get something that it either initially in a call or now I want to investigate what this customer has asked and I may have to say, look, let me look at this a little bit further and get back to you, then this information, this individual is going to basically go out there and go, okay, I need to find out the following. And so these are the things that I need to think through as I build my information network. Now, how well that gets done is a function many times of who's doing it. A lot of smaller businesses they grow is they take somebody inside the firm and put them kind of in an IT role. They may be, uh, and I say this affectionately, they may be a geek because uh, I'm a geek to some degree. Um, but my recommendation is at some point you want to get some outside expertise, people who understand this part of it because what you're looking to build no matter what you call it or what software you purchase, you're looking to build a business intelligence network within the firm. And this is one of the ways to become the lowest cost producer because in having the right information to the right people at the right time will in and of itself decrease the cost of operation. It will reduce the cycle time of whatever it is that your product you're producing or service you're providing, but most importantly is it will reduce the cost of it as well as to raise the quality. Okay. Now, the next one, let's talk about the notified, oh, excuse me, uh, task procedures. And what this one is about is most of us begin at some point to build these libraries of knowledge. You could call it a library of best practices, um, whatever it is. But for example, how, how do we, how does a particular job done? And so what auto organizations begin to do, they put under their server, they say, okay, let's, let's put in all the job descriptions in here. And let's put in the procedures for doing all the different jobs. And so what we have here is instead of having somebody crack open a manual, somebody can quickly do a query search. And then any of you that have done this before, it works pretty easy. In fact, you, could, you can do it on your own uh, computer system, your own desktop. And that is you, uh, you, know, you put in the, the Google desktop. And you, you hit Control, Control. Up comes to the screen and says, what do you want to look for? You type it in, up it comes. But what I want to make sure is that I want to have information about jobs and roles, not only about the one that I do, but other people in the organization to give me a sense for who, who should I be talking to as the, as the company grows. Also is that what I want to start doing is I want to start delineating the process. I want to say, okay, how are things done? So if I'm in a totally different area of the company and I'm trying to figure out how something's done, I, yeah, I can pick up the phone and I can call them or I can walk over there or I can go ahead and I can just pull it up and say, okay, so after it comes in, then it goes to step A and then there's step B 
And so where we are now is we're at step C. Okay, so it should take us another three weeks. And the person I need to talk to on that or the department I need to talk to, you get, get the point that I'm raising. So in this task procedures is I think you need to consider two things. One is, is building the, the, this library or repository of jobs and roles in terms of how they're done as well as steps in a process. And obviously, you also want to put your procedures, policy procedures manual in there. Um, which now takes us to the next one, and notified of advertising. This one is pretty uh, easy and pretty cut and dry, and that is simply is as we're getting ready to do a major marketing or a promotional campaign, what I want to do is I want to make sure that people are totally aware of not only that it's going on, but also what the ad copy is. Now, it has greater importance to people in sales and people in customer service because more than likely they're the ones that are going to be getting the calls, but it's just as important to the people who are on the delivery side of the company because they may want to, they may want to be ready for an uptick in some sort of operational or production demand. And you can say, look, we're just about to do this major campaign, so there may be more of this coming in. And so then what I can do is I can begin to say, aha, I better take a look at inventory and I better look at it closer. But all of the, best, all of the companies that really, really got good at going from zero or nothing to market dominance all made sure that the employees in the organization were in on any advertising or marketing campaigns that went on before they occurred. And then the last one is kind of a, a philosophical one, but I think it's one that we've got to consider. And it's another way of looking at direct access, and that is the issue of right information. And that's really making sure that as I look at each role and position in the organization, I want to make sure that the right people have access to the right information at the right time. And what that means is that I want to set up some sort of security network around that information where access is immediate. In other words, if you have that clearance, you've been cleared at that level, or you have that right code, depending upon how your IT system is built, is that I can get at that information immediately. And I'll tell you right now is that where a lot of business owners, and now I'm, I'm speaking more to the companies that are smaller than larger, is there's a tendency to use information as power and hold as close to the best. And I'm going to heartily recommend to you that if you're going to err, if you're going to make a mistake, you want to make that mistake on the side of sharing too much information. Because more and more today, the days of people just sitting at a machine and punching it out or kind of building it are pretty much over. There's very few jobs left in the world that are psychomotor. Psychomotor meaning your ability to turn a wrench or push a button. The vast majority of jobs, and, and, and this is a trend that's going to continue, are knowledge jobs. Uh, where people have, they have the discretion to make a decision about which jobs they work on. They have the discretion to make, uh, make a decision on how the job's going to be done, on what the sequencing is, and to some degree on what the standards are in terms of what they're willing to allow and not allow. Um, in a knowledge-based world, a shortage of information will only lead to bad decisions. And so what I want to make sure is that I have people who are plugged in and have the right information. And typically the way to look at this is you take two passes to say, well, what number one is everybody should have information, so the question is who should be able to access what, is to do it top down. And do it top down in terms of how do I make sure that what we're trying to accomplish as a business, where we're going, 
the goals and objectives we set for this year. How do I make sure that that information gets shared in a way and people have access to it, whether that information is pushed to them or information that they can access when they need it that help them stay involved? Because one of the, one of the challenges of any company is gaining alignment. And alignment means knowing where the company is headed, if I'm in a work group or department, knowing how the work group or department contributes to that. And then the third piece of that is how, do my, how does my day-to-day -day performance impact all that? If you can't answer those three questions, then you don't have a company that's aligned. You don't have a company that's aligned. You've got resources that are costing you dollars who are doing things that are probably not producing the right results for the company. And so I want to do this top-down to make sure that what we're trying to accomplish as a company and all the information that goes around that is readily available to people, whether I push it to them or, it's a, or they request it. Now, that solves the needs of leadership and management. Now let's talk about a different way of looking at this, and let's, do, let's look at this from bottom-up. Bottom-up people don't care as much as the executives about some of those big strategic issues. They should, but they don't because they don't live in the world. The world they live in is they've got a job to do, they've got customers, they've got production schedules, they've got sales quotas, uh, et cetera, et cetera. They've got to meet those. So what I want to do then by working up is saying, what information do you need, number one, to do your job immediately, and number two, what information do you need access to that is not as common? And if you do that and you work your way up, then you have the basis for being able to decide um, what information people need to have. So that kind of gets me there. So the summary of these first two uh, best, best practices, one is around how we, how we acquire information and store it, and the other one is around knowledge dissemination, is think about this philosophically because tomorrow when we talk about process design, this is going to be absolutely essential uh, because if you don't design your processes with this in mind around the sharing information and plugging it in, you are going to be in serious, serious trouble. So with that, um, thanks for listening or thanks for downloading. You have a great business day, and I will see you tomorrow. Our next show is on process to design. Take care and ciao. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.